Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this evening we are doing the Path of the Kadishu, Contemporary Kadishu, uh, Kadishti, I should say it's plural, and it is August 12th, 2015. On the call tonight we have Brian <laughs> and Julian and Lynn, and um, it's a small class for the evening, but we'll get through the homework and let you go your way. So... Since we have you, let me pull up your homework here. Um, which is, I mean, you did three websites. Which three? Which of the three kind of spoke to you the most? I don't know. Probably, I think the um, I cl- I clicked on about eight or nine of them, and and um, I I just happened to pick these three. I, I think the last one, the spiritualtantra.net. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one seems sort of like most immediately connected to kind of what we're doing here in a lot of different ways. Um, well, I got to be—I got to be honest. I mean, with this with this website and and a bunch of the others, I always get a little frustrated because I don't know—I don't know who's writing this. That's like in, the, in this particular website, there's like no obvious indication of who wrote this or where they got the information from or is it even factual for that matter? And there, there's no references and no footnotes to anything and no bibliography or associated reading list. So I get a little, I don't know, I always get a little antsy that way. Yeah, and your college uh, background is is definitely... Uh, Contraindicated indicated is to some of these websites how um, the information that's being passed on. Tanya's yeah. not going to make the class. She's at her grandma's bedside. I forgot about that. Well, I I appreciate that you guys put on, you know, that you've got these URLs and you've got these web links that we can get access to because it, it kind of keeps the, the cost down from from buying a bunch of books and whatnot, but it does. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just kind of that that sense though that you know just because it's on the internet does that mean it's true? <laughs> so. Well, just because yeah. it's printed in black and white doesn't mean it's true either. <laughs> well, it, it if it's but if it's done in a more scholarly format where you can see that there's citations and footnotes and references to other scholarly works, you can you can get a sense that there's uh, a, a stronger element of truth to it than if it's just sort of out on the page like some of these websites are. Or some of these self-publishing companies where every yeah. they're doing it themselves and they don't even run spell check. Yeah. yeah. I, I noticed that almost all these websites seem to have some sort of commercial enterprise 
yep. connected with them. So they're they're yep. selling a book or a CD or a class or um, that first website had me floored with that ecstasia dot info where they wanted oh, a yeah. um, $1,000 per session for a one-on-one Skype session for an hour. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so. Yeah, a lot of this stuff is really, really expensive. Yeah. I know, and one of the biggest complaints in the spiritual communities when it comes to some of the sacred sex classes and whatever, they're, they're not for, you know, you need to have a, a little bit of uh surplus money and to be able to uh, take these courses or even go to the different workshops and whatever. Yeah. Right. It, it's not and for the faint of heart or the poor of wallets. <laughs> this is true. true. This is true. And there are a lot of people out there that are calling themselves uh, tantrics. And, you know, they may be and um, they're charging uh, what is it? Uh, Three hundred dollar. What is it? No, like five hundred dollars for first hour, four hundred dollars for a second hour, and three hundred dollars for next one. Or is like if you do it, uh, get all three, you can do a thousand dollar deal or something like that. And a lot of the women, they're escorts, they're pro doms. Uh, they do a little bit of everything. And one of the things that they're going to be doing is uh, a few things that they learn from Tantra and a lingam massage. Mm-hmm. Well, I, sure. I think it also points to another problem, I think, in the in the community is that there's kind of a lack of trained professionals that deal with sort of specific uh, issues or specific areas, and there's clearly a need for it, but what happens is you get people into those areas who I think are really exploiting that that empty niche well we were talking yes yeah we were talking to a tantra tantrika and we were trying to get her to come to glee and um, she's got a business set up which is understandable she's an author she's uh branding herself and everything and she wanted five thousand dollars to come here and it's like wow we we can't do that yeah Yeah, right which is one of the reasons why we always have tried, Dan and Don were very specific about trying to keep the cost of this class down. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've tried to do it as with the online resources instead of books, although we have some links to actual books, um, chapters in the books, especially in the history section. Right. Yeah, like but the over- contemporary Kadishu, there's not really any books out there that you can buy that really talk about contemporary Kadishtu. Well, I mean, there is the sexological body work uh, workshop or courses in in British Columbia, but they're going to cost you an arm and a leg. Um, Just to get there. Right, well, just to get there, but also for the program. I um, I yeah. forgot how much Sherry said that it costs. And, but we have two friends of ours that, no, Sherry never did it. Phil did. Yeah. Um, okay, so, but, yeah, I mean, the, the programs are out there, and one of our friends is a, fe- a therapist, 
he's focusing on sexual dysfunction and in addition to doing relationship counseling and whatever and he's also looking at um getting involved in uh the surrogacy programs and the more, the legit surrogacy programs work with a professional uh psychotherapist or psychiatrist mhm which is good yeah they probably you know, need probably need more of that so we do we do need more of it, and it's not legal except for in Florida, California. California, and Oregon, is it? I thought it was New York. Or is it Washington? No, oh, I thought it was one of the states out well, west. I, I doubt it's New York. New York's pretty uptight about everything. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's either Washington or Oregon, one of those. But I think it's Oregon. Um well, anyway, yeah. I guess on the, the spiritual tantra website, I, I mean, I kind of like the, uh, um, and and they had sort of a lot of different subpages to this. I did like the fact that this this website was fairly, um, uh, it wasn't quite as superficial as some of the other sites. It gave a little bit of deeper explanation of of things mm-hmm. and was a little broader broader ranging. Um, I like how it how it focused on the sort of beginning part of it of separating out the idea between of of great sex versus the heights of sex and, and the, the great sex being really just a purely uh, physical form of sex where you're just sort of getting off. It's fantasy-based. It may be even, you know, pathological if you're doing it all of the time and as, as opposed to heights of sex where you're sort of, um, you have sort of a, a deep engagement with your your partner and it's sort of a very yeah. conscious act and, and you're there's more to it than, you know, just the the act of coitus, right? So Yeah. No, I think that's a great distinction that the that, that particular website focuses on. So that's good. I also really like the line, I'm glad you brought it up about the um uh where is it at? Um That the heights of sex get us to quickly remove the clothes of our lovers before having sex. The depths of sacred sex encourage us to dress them afterwards. Kiss them numerous times on the way to orgasm, but the depths stir us to kiss them afterwards. The heights stir us to reach for their genitals, but the depths encourage us to reach for their hearts. I always like that part. Yeah, I, I, I clipped that right out, and I just I put that in quotes, so that's not my writing. That was just very... That's just, <laughs> jumped right off the kind of jumped right off yeah. the page at me sort of thing. It was like yeah. that kind of very um very meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 very true when you stop and think about it. So the other thing that I liked about that and I don't know where you put it. Oh, if sex in and of itself were magical there would be a lot of enlightened porn stars in the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was good. A lot of those porn stars don't even do any kind of tantric sex. Well, there was one that we talked to um, at Case Western, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, she did tantra uh, when she was doing porn, when she was still being filmed and not behind the camera. Uh, She did a lot with uh, tantric breathing and uh, cycling energy. 
and it really and she would teach uh, her partners how to do it, and it really changed their experience. Huh. She did what they call lesbian porn, which is um, more art film. Oh, but she kind was of doing stuff. her business was she was doing documentaries on lesbian uh, on lesbian sex. So it was more like soft porn, or no, it was it was graphic. Um, oh, okay. There was there was vaginal fisting, uh, but the thing is, uh, she had a five by one three C, and uh, because the the because of the acts that she was filming were under beheading of education and documentaries, she was not filming porn and didn't have to worry about being arrested. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. right under what you read there, Lynn, that that uh, also I thought about for a while, only because I, I have a couple of friends that I've talked to about this in the past, this other quote about sexual addiction um, and other forms of shallow sex often result from a desire to hide or escape from issues that need healing. The potential addictions behind sexual heights are rooted in personal dysfunction. Behind every shallow sexual interaction, there hides a person who does not want to see or be seen at a deeper level. In such cases, sex is used as a distraction. And I, that kind of also got me, got me thinking about, about what, are the, what are the real issues behind sexual addiction? And does it really have anything to do with sexual addiction per se, or is that just a way of sort of Masking other issues. And uh, for me, Brian, you really uh, you keyed on something important there. And 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 for someone that's coming from the addiction world and has been doing a lot of recovery, has done a lot of recovery for a long time. For me, it's what can I do to change my feelings? Mm -hmm. You know, it can be alcohol and drugs. It can be sex. It can be shopping. uh, It can be gambling. It's what can I do that will change my body chemistry because I don't like how I'm feeling because a part of me knows there's all this crap underneath and I don't want to take a look at it. That's it's just it. It's what, what, what are your feelings, right? You may, not, you may not want to deal with your feelings, which is why the addiction is there. Yeah, which is exactly what that, what that paragraph is saying. Mm-hmm, yeah. So that that was kind of why that one jumped out to me. I mean, is that your experience, Julie? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it's like when I got sober, and it was, oh, I can find lots of ways of running away from myself. Yeah. <laughs> and and then it was it was just coming to terms. I mean, the big the big thing coming into recovery, I realized I was being taught healthy ways of managing my emotions. And uh, becoming introspective, learning to talk about them, uh, trusting, uh, developing a support circle around myself with people that I could trust, uh, that understood where I was coming from, and we 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 helped each other. Um, were really a really big thing. Yeah, it was learning and and learning to manage your feelings in a mature fashion. Yeah. That takes some work. Okay. Yeah, just a little. Um, and then you had 
the the final part of the homework was to create three questions that, as a giver, you would ask a seeker based on the info that you read on the sites, and then create three questions you would ask if you were a seeker approaching the person on one of the sites. And I think that you had a better understanding of the question than what you thought you did. You came up with seven different rules of engagement um, that should be established, and these are all questions that you could either ask as a giver or as a seeker. And um, it's more just to make you stop and think about what are some of the issues that need to be addressed when you're dealing with Kadishtu work. Um, uh, okay. Or when you're when you're if 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 you would go on to do this further or if the situation ever comes up arises that you have an opportunity to help someone um and and it turns into a sexual healing which you know I'm not saying that you're going to or you're not going to but you never know when these things come up sure. um, and you came up with with seven questions that or rules of engagement, excuse me, that I thought were very apropos to it. You talked about birth control, unprotected genital contact, if you're going to have a relationship or not, um, what will be done in the case of accidental pregnancy, sharing histories of STDs, orgasm in a partner's mouth, and where you stand with each other emotionally. And those are all good things to think about, like I said, on both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. And that's all of that exercise was, was to try to get you to stop and think, well, what would you ask based on some of the sites or based on the, the knowledge that you have? Based on that, what would you um, ask as a giver or as a seeker? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, I guess the other thing I, I was trying to picture in my mind is like, when and where and at what time would you have that discussion, right? I mean, a, a lot of yeah. times even in vanilla relationships, a lot of those questions might unfold over, you know, three or four dates sort of thing, right? As as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, you are have just finished maybe some sacred touch uh, exercise and would you jump into those questions before proceeding to another level or would you proceed yeah. on another day? I don't know. No, I mean, these are questions that you'd actually come up with pretty quickly in and whenever you have this sort of situation where you're actually working as a Kadesh, which is the male term for a Kadishju, um, that you would you come up with that fairly quickly and you do it as clinically as possible. You're trying to set up a relationship that is more on the line of a therapist, so you're their friend while they're in that time period together. But then after that time is over, you're not their boyfriend or you're not their girlfriend. They're not to call you at home, you know, at any odd time. Yeah. And that can happen. I mean, so, I mean, some of the people that come looking for healing, um, they're not emotionally stable or, or and or or they're emotionally stable, but they still want to see the person that they're being intimate with as having some sort of relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So you do yeah, bring it up I can, really quickly. I can see both sides of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and, and Brian, the, um, I understand the question that's being asked within this context, but in terms of a larger context of all the material and everything that we've covered, it's an introduction to sacred sexuality. Um, we've given you a little bit of a history where it came from. If you want to do more research to find out more about it, great. And then, you know, all the different uh, class homework pieces and everything were to touch on different parts of it. Um, everyone's going to come to this for different reasons. Some of the, a lot, there are some women that come to this. They are very much believers in the archetype of the sacred whore and or the sacred intimate or consort or they really and they very strongly believe in that they're sexual healers or they've had experiences with people where uh they were sexual and because they uh, were vulnerable and helped someone else be vulnerable there were healing moments and and it touched their hearts and so they want to do more of it that's just some people it's not everybody Oh, I, I, I've been involved in that situation myself, so I know what happened. So, right. I'm intimately so aware of that fact. Some, so, so hopefully in the future this will give you some tools to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. um, Well, you guys will keep me busy reading for probably the next two or three months, so. <laughs> I've kept the whole list of stuff I'm going to read. <laughs> Have you found a book, uh, the list of uh, 200 books yet? Uh, no. Oh, please don't, don't don't show me that list, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a suggested reading list. Yeah. <laughs> I did find a couple of lists, but I can't remember one that was 200. Yeah. 200, 250. They came from one of our teachers. Hmm. Okay. Well, I've got about, uh, I think, 12 Kindle books downloaded and ready to read, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I, I like to read, so it all works out. Okay. Okay. Well, good. And now that you can do e-books, that helps keep costs down. Right. It does, yeah. Uh, have you come across a book called uh, The Tantric Quest? Yes, I believe I have. That, is that have you read is, that yet? No, and actually, I think I might. I may have. I may have purchased that one. Was like copyright maybe around two thousand. I don't remember. Um, um, I, I vaguely of, remember this. It's an it's an off white cover. Um, but anyway, it's a really good book. Um, the, uh, it's autobiographical. And the man, uh, when he finished his experience, ended up opening up a tantra school in France. Hmm. And so <clears throat> there's a lot of good. It's it will touch your heart in different ways. Hmm. Most of the tantric piece. workshops that I've seen, there's there's uh, uh, not much in the east. Most of them seem to be located in the west. I, I saw there was one in New York. But other than that, I haven't, I've seen very little. There, um, there are teachers uh, within this country. Um, they don't publicize all that well. Um, There's can, a great one in Chicago called Tantra Nova, mm -hmm. and they do online classes also. Um, 
and huh. then online workshops. I don't know. They just offered another one. I could send it to you if you're interested. Well, and yeah, sure. also, are you interested in Neo-Tantra, or do you want to follow the old, uh, the original path where they focus on uh, the other senses besides sex? Um, I'm probably the more, the more modern one, I'm thinking. Okay. Barbara Corellis would be good for that as well. Yeah, and yeah. I yeah, I bought I bought one of her books also. Yeah, I found that Tantra Yoga uh in Chicago online here while I was flipping around. Tantra Sorry. Nova? Is that yeah, is that what you found? Yeah, it's Tantranova dot com, yeah. By Freddie and Elspeth. Hmm. Yeah, I might have to click around. They don't have it out on the front page, but um Okay. Yeah. I can forward that to you. I don't think I have your address in here. Several Brian's, but not Brian. Right. So I'll have to add you. I'll come back to it yeah. later. Okay. Um, is there anything else that really stuck out from the homework that you wanted to bring up? Um, well, let me see here. Um, I don't know, I found little bits and pieces in, in all the websites that I looked at, and I was probably going to wait until after the session tonight to just actually try to click through just of the, the rest of the websites just to kind of get a feel for, um, okay. you know, what all is, what all is out there. Cause it seems like there's a lot of, Interesting things scattered all over the all over the place. Um, so, yeah, I thought yes, the intimate the intimateartcenter dot com was interesting. I guess they have a whole book or two focusing on on uh, women's anatomy and arousal. Oh yeah, the yeah. Body Electric I think is um, a good company. Mm-hmm. So I might actually, look at you know, it's really interesting if you're looking out on the web. <clears throat> um, you're going to be wading through a lot of things. There are some, there are some tantra sites or tantra groups in Fet Life <clears throat> where they have in this, they have stickies, and they list out um, some very good tantra teachers that you wouldn't really, uh, you might have to do a lot, lot of digging to uh, find them. These are people with established schools that have been around with established religions that go back to India. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of, a lot of good stuff on FET that you can read through too. Yep. So, yeah, a lot of it is personal experience, but that's a lot of what you get. I wish that was set up a little bit better so it was a little more searchable, but... No, well, you know they did that on purpose, though, right? Yeah, that's what I've been told. <laughs> it, it's it's not a dating site. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I get it, but sometimes you remember something and you want to go look for it, or, or, or worse, you come on to a, a new group and, you know, you ask a question that was discussed, you know, 
a year ago in in depth, and then people get annoyed at you for asking the question again, right? So that's with a lot of groups. I I don't care how people react to that. Um, you know, some and there'll be an elder in the groups, and you know what? There's always new people coming. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, all right. Yeah, I, I just I found little bits and pieces from from all the websites that I thought were interesting that I looked at. So. And I cool. just, I just picked these three, so um, yeah, there's a lot of good good stuff out there. Yeah, there is. Okay, well, if you didn't have, is there anything else that you wanted to bring up in general or in regards to specifics of this class? No, I think I'm I think I'm good. I'm I'm uh, uh, ready for cope, and I got my. Red T-shirt and my black pants, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> cool. Woo-hoo, yay! Okay, that sounds good. Um, I'm just checking to see when the next we have a check-in call on. Twenty-six is the next call, and that's just a check-in call to see how everyone if they're ready for cope. Everyone has clothing or needs to borrow clothing or whatever. So or reassurance. Right. Yes, a reassurance that that all will go well, all will go as planned, as it's supposed to go. So. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording. I have something to say. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that's what your hand signal was. Yes, meant. that my hand is up. Yes, I have something to say. Um, the the one thing that I didn't hear getting brought up with this class, I mean, with this uh, particular topic, is what is modern-day Kadishchu? Um, we have uh, people that seek credentials and degrees, and they can talk to you, but because of uh, the degrees and the certifications, they are not allowed to touch you. And then we have people that decide that they don't want to do talk therapy. They want to do some kind of hands-on therapy um, and where they learn a lot of different physical modalities ranging from Reiki and tantric meditations and massage uh, to work with the body. But they can't there, but there's some things that, uh, but they're not licensed to work on the emotional components, even though they can get, give you suggestions and whatnot. Right. And so, what? <clears throat> and so, what's happened because of our society and it being litigious and problems happening, where um, you know maybe a doctor was inappropriate with a patient, or a patient was inappropriate with uh, their doctor. You know, these different regulations came out. Right. So, you know, so the very thing that you and so here you're dealing with sexuality, and you're talking about it, right? You know, and so I mean that's one of the things that has happened as our culture has evolved here in America and business and whatever has evolved. Um, you know, and and the. That's one of the things that gets pointed out. I think it's probably been mentioned a few times. Um, the nice thing about what we do 
we don't have to we we're flying under the radar we don't have to worry about uh laws about prostitution we don't have to worry about uh people finding out cuz it's it's kind of hush hush and we we do that deliberately and so that we can do things and look these two that Lynn and I do um for most part is really hosting glee and providing a place for community to meet um, right. and learn about energy exchanges and different spiritual practices. And once a year, we offer the POTQ class. And then Lynn has um, some people that she ends up working with one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And, and my thing is then I support Lynn. Uh, I'm her consort, and I support Lynn in what she does. That's the role that we have found for ourselves. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's just one of many examples. You'll well, one one thing what? that's really jumped out at me about this whole thing and all the reading I've done sort of in total or sort of on the whole is just how much Western society is messed up with respect to sexuality. <laughs> yes. No shit. No kidding. I, I, yeah, we've really... We've really made it into something quite unnatural and very stressful. I don't, and I don't understand why. Sex is bad. Yeah. Well, you know, you look at the how Europe is, or even how Canada is in regards to their sexual uh, freedoms, and they're just their outlook on sex. And yeah. It's much more freeing than than what it is in America and I some organized religion can be to blame for this um, and then because the you know they're the ones that uh, got uh, who was it that had the twin they had a double bed to start the show Dick Van Dyke and then they had to switch to the twin twin beds um, because they had so much, so many people complaining that they were sleeping in the same bed. Oh, for crying out loud! And so oh yeah, oh, they, the Brady Bunch was the first TV show where they had um, both cup, uh, both couples, both couples, <laughs> husband well, and wife in the yeah, same bed. Yeah, it was Polly, right, right yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but so I mean, well, part of it is you know, Europe also has a comprehensive sex education class, sex education that the kids get in school. Here, you know, there's big arguments going on. Well, we don't want you teaching that to our kids. Right. And, well, but and all schools, we have all the same organized religions here that they have in in Europe or in other parts of the Americas, and they have a very different outlook. I, I mean, I think it's got to be partly cultural as well as as, as just sort of religious. I, I wonder if it's because they're older cultures and America is a young culture. Yeah. Well, and a lot about how our country was, was started too, right? I mean, it was started by a bunch of very strict Puritans trying to escape Europe. <laughs> yes. Very true. So the the, found, the whole founding of our society was a, a, you know, literally founded by probably the most uptight group of folks that you could possibly imagine. 
Yeah. And yet if you read some of the actual Puritan journals and stuff from that time, they they had a lot of the same issues that we do. Yeah. You know, it's it was interesting. I had a history class that talked about the Puritan period and we read some actual journal and diary entries from that time and they were they didn't talk about it outside of the community but they were having the same sorts of um illegitimate children being born and uh sex between you know so and so who was married to so and so and it Young was teenage it, girls yelling witch well, yeah, that came later. But yes, that was in there too. So, anyways. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'll be around for the uh I'll be around for the twenty sixth, so I'm good for that and I'll put that on Dawn's calendar too. Cool. Okay. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and stop the recording and we can stay on. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.